You're listening to the Rapid Realization Podcast, where we discuss the mind, body, and everything on healing from within, for you to get inspired to finding your own inner wisdom, to be more self-actualized and become aware of your highest potential. And I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Belkansky, a certified clinical hypnotherapist and mind coach at Rapid Realization, and I welcome you. So let's begin. So today's talk is going to be on perspective. Yeah. So for me, perspective is the lens that you see the world through, right? And perspective is having different lenses, which really are your life experiences. So if I see the world through my lens, my experiences are the different lenses, and I can be seeing life through a purple, orange, and green lenses. So the filters and beliefs are the way that we see the world. And one way of helping yourself in regards to perspective is to start to challenge yourself to see different perceptions. I like to say that perception really is having a a route, a certain route on your map. And your perception is based on the routes that you have taken. So literally have a big map and you have all of these different routes or roads that you have taken in your own personal life that you have journeyed through. And so I like to use the metaphor of having a map and a route, different routes as perception. And so having new perception or new ways of viewing things is like creating new roads or new, new, new routes in your map. And why would we even want to have new roads in our map? <laughs> really new pathways. It's because if we can see the world or see situations and people through their lenses or have different perspectives, then we're able to really uh, get what it is we want quicker because, you know, we'll be able to understand where someone else is coming from and be able to have more influence. We'll be able to have better relationships because being able to be understood or help someone feel understood is one of the most powerful things and having someone know, like, and trust you, right? To be able to perceive where they're coming from, to understand them. So your relationships would definitely rise up because you're able to align or understand where they're coming from. So having better relationships, you'll be less offended or emotionally dependent on others' opinions because let's face it. When we have our own perception, it could be considered our own opinion too. And, and other people can have their own perception or own opinion as well. And that's okay. There are times though that we feel even forced to try to change someone else's viewpoint or perspective and opinion. And so we become less offensive or on guard having to need to change someone else to have our perspective. And so the need to control gets less, which means it's less work to be able to really truly gain all these different pathways or different roads in our map or different perspectives to be able to understand others. Uh, So it's less work for us. It's better in the long run for us. Initially, it's not easy, but um, having different perspectives is more relieving for us to be able to just get other others roads. To be able to deal with various peoples and situations just makes you more diverse, really. It diversifies you for your relationships, like I already said, but also for your career. Whatever it is that you're doing in life allows you to just be diverse in any situation, to be able to handle multiple situations because you're able to pick up on different people's perspectives and their way of viewing things. 
So you have lots of benefits, but it's not easy, (laughs) as you all may know, to challenge your perspective. So I'm going to give you some key points and how to start changing your perspective or challenge your perspective at least. When it comes to being confronted with a different perspective, we have to first ask ourselves, when we're taking in that information, are we being, are we having a dialogue or being limited and defensive is what I like to say, being limited and defensive in our perspective. So for example, if someone was to give, give you maybe uh, how the event went, a certain event that you viewed, uh, their perspective of the event, are you immediately thinking in your mind only about your view of that event? And then pretty much usually what happens right after that is we become very defensive of that view. So I call that limited and defensive. Are you becoming limited and defensive about your perspective? That means you're not challenging yourself to be able to see other perspectives. So once you're able to become aware that you're being limited and defensive in your own view, then we can allow ourselves to come down to be able to challenge ourselves in seeing others' perspective. So if you're ready to see someone else or challenge your perspective, then you have to ask questions. You have to ask someone else questions to be able to really understand it because obviously we're unable to see someone else's view because we're not fully understanding something. So number one, in order to challenge yourself, you would have to ask questions to get to know why they have this perspective and why they view the event the way that they viewed it. The thing about recall in that example of an event is that recall is, is not always true. Memory is not stored the way is, is not stored the way that we may perceive it to be stored. For example, reality is a mix. What we perceive of reality is a mix of our emotions. And then we confabulate. So true memory is not real. We all have a perception of reality that is based on our emotions at that moment. And that moment, if we're feeling scared, then we will perceive it as a fearful event. For example, um, if we are feeling loved, then we will perceive that event as a very happy, loving event. Uh, So the way that we feel is going to determine how we perceive something. It tricks kind of our memory. So people will recall events or memories based on how they perceived it at that moment. So the actual perception of that experience is not true if that makes sense. It's not really based on truth, like, because everybody's going to perceive it differently. I hope this is making sense. So once you ask someone all the questions that you need to ask in order to try to understand it, really allow yourself to ponder it. And in order to ponder a different perception or perspective of someone else, you have to make sure you're not popping back into that limited and defensive because it happens really quickly where we pop back into that limited and defensive um, really reaction of defending our view and only seeing our view because it is challenging to literally build out a new roadway, a new route. In the beginning, it's very challenging, but as you do it more and more and more and try to see someone else's perspective, you start to make uh, tons of new pathways and you're able to be, it won't be as much of a challenge in the future when someone else comes to you with a conflicting perspective. 
So you give yourself time to ponder it and then you continue to ask questions if there is something that maybe you feel lost or or not sure of in order for you to continue to challenge it. The thing about wanting to see someone else's perspective is that people really are excited about that. Most people um, do get very defensive and they want people to um, be convinced. And so if you start to ask questions, you'll actually start to see uh, the, di- the dynamic of the conversation even shift. You won't be, they won't be as defensive because usually when two people are, have different opposing opinions or perspectives, it becomes a very defensive reaction. But the minute one person is able to change that reaction and actually honestly ask questions, um, really want to try to put, play devil's advocate as well, then they're able to convince themselves and see a different way of viewing things that you otherwise would not be able to view. And that makes you more diverse. Everybody does have their own perspective or view of the world that is right for them because that's their view. And so who are we to say that that is, that is wrong or right? If we're saying it's wrong or right, it's because it's wrong or right for us. But if you're able to uh, see life through their lenses, then you can be a bit more diverse in your understanding. And um, it does help with inner growth, being able to uh, see someone's viewpoint, to sit there. Because you challenge your own beliefs and your own views which may be limiting you, really, could be. Okay, so some comments here. Question, what if the other person doesn't want to answer your questions? (laughs) And why would they not want to answer the question? I'm curious. Are they being defensive? Because if they're being defensive, um, we have to check to make sure that we're not being defensive. And that we're truly, because there's a, a way that we can ask a question. Well, why would you say that? You know, the the way that I even just said that was very, the tone, you can hear it was very defensive. Why would you say it that way? You know, we have to just, again, go back to the first part of uh, allowing yourself to challenge it by making sure that you're not being defensive and you're not immediately going to your own personal limiting beliefs of maybe feeling like they are saying for example, one of the immediate reactions is we have to defend ourselves because we think that someone is maybe saying we're less than or not good enough or not right. And we may be wanting to just validate our ego then more than anything. That means we're not open-hearted to be able to be open and, and, and compassionate about what they, what they may be saying could be true. I don't know. Here's a comment from someone else and they say, in my experience, some people uh, don't even know why they feel or see things a certain way. They're very reactive then, or simply unaware. And that's them. You, as long as you recognize that they're being reactive, and you don't be reactive, because you're just meeting them where they're at then. So if someone is reacting, reacting and becoming defensive, and you're reacting to that then you're just meeting them where they're at so if they're at a 10 out of 10 in regard to the reactive and defensive and you come up to their 10 out of 10 then who really wins (laughs) nobody nobody's learning nobody's challenging and so they can continue to be at the 10 out of 10 but then you just have to recognize that they are being reactive and you don't need to be reactive you can just be calm and collective and realize that maybe they have a lot of more beliefs that need they need to work through 
And so if they don't want to uh, answer questions or the ability that you're even challenging them is too much for them, then that may just be a situation or conversation you, you're going to have to walk away from and agree, take the bigger stance and agree to disagree if that's, you know, kind of the stance, you know, and maybe that's not the person that you'll, that will allow you to advance your own perspective because, um, you know, someone has to be willing to answer questions or give you what it is you're looking for so that you can challenge yourself to try to see their viewpoint. So a question here, uh, do you have any suggestions on type of questions to ask people to get a clearer view of their perspective? Yeah, so there's a lot of different, uh, the why, if someone is coming to you with uh, the example I gave earlier about an event, you know, okay, why would you perceive that? You know, what were, you know, how were you feeling? You know, what, um, what did it remind you of? These questions can kind of get you to understand, like maybe things were flashing at them in regards to an event, for example. Maybe the person, uh, maybe they're ref- reflecting a conversation with someone at an event, but that person reminded them of a cousin that they didn't like for example. So even asking the question like, what did that remind you of? Or, you know, why did you, what did, how did you feel at that time when you noticed that? Because again, going back to memory, it's not, it's not really based on reality. Our recall or our memory is not based on reality. So you're going to want to understand what they were feeling and, or maybe what it was reminding them about because they could have had it's very it happens very quickly when when we we have conscious flashes I'm sorry conscious unconscious flashes of our past events that then put us into a certain emotional state and that is the pattern that we repeat. So it's like a minimized PTSD in a sense. We're constantly being reminded about certain things. When we are triggered, we're even being reminded about certain things. Um For example, I had a client that, you know, was talking to me about um, a colleague, co-worker that they were working with, and they really have this very unhealthy dynamic with them. And I was like, man, what does that relationship remind you of? They're like, God, it reminds me of my dad. And I'm like, right on. (laughs) So the dynamic that they were having with this co-worker reminded them of their dad. So every time they would engage with this person, they kept on having flashes of all those moments that dad made them angry. Um, and it was very hard for them to even have an amicable relationship with this colleague just because of how much they reminded them of dad. And so even the engagement that they were having with this person was even construed with their own experience or perspective from their past. So those are some questions you can ask, like, did that remind you of something or how were you feeling and really just to gain gain more insight to why they would perceive what they perceive here's another question from someone would it be more like taking an attitude of observer asking questions than yes taking the stance of the observer to be able to reflect on what you're feeling and also why they would be feeling that can help you gain new pathways to see their perspective Uh, Becoming the observer in everything that you do in your personal life will really help you understand your feelings, uh, to not be reactive on those feelings or emotions, uh, especially when you're engaging with someone else. 
So yes, taking the observer position and asking those questions with curiosity, really asking with curiosity. And when I say that, I mean not with a um, so passive aggressive uh, being aware of that. And the reason why I say that is because I had a mom, for example, and I was like, hey, you know, here's a way you can challenge yourself. Really ask your, you know, your son um, with curiosity why they were doing that because they wanted a better relationship with their teenage son, for example. I'm like, well, just ask with curiosity. And so they came back to me later and they were telling me, yeah, I was asking with curiosity. And they're like, well, why did you do that? Why would you go that way? Well, why did you need to go to his house? And really asking questions, but she wasn't really authentically being curious. She was being more defensive. And again, you can hear it in the tone. And you have to have a level of honesty with yourself to make sure that you are being truly curious as opposed to being defensive. Um, so that takes an awareness and observe, becoming the observer and awareness to be able to do that. You know, there are basically two sets of this. The first set is to make sure that you are not being limited and defensive. And you're going to constantly want to check in. Are we being limited and defensive? Are we being limited and defensive? Are you being limited with what your view is alone and defensive or feeling that urge to need to convince them to be on your side of your view? So there's that part. And then the second part is then beginning to truly challenge yourself by asking questions to get to know their perspective and why they view it the way they view. Some ways you can do that is asking, you know, how do they feel? What did it remind them of? Like, why would you say that? And just really honestly with a calm voice, a a demeanor that reflects that curiosity, asking those questions and then give yourself true time to ponder that. Give yourself time to really allow that pondering and silence if you need to in that conversation. And it's funny when you see people truly pondering, they usually look up, right? They're like, hmm, and they look up. And there's something that if you have never heard of it, it's called um, neuro-linguistic uh, eye movements, right? There's eye movements. So when when we think about something, uh, for example, or are trying to recall something. So you may notice them looking up and be like, hmm. <laughs> you may even see me doing that on these on these calls. I'll look up because I'm trying to recall information. And so that's a subconscious thing that we do. And so allow yourself to recall, ponder, and really put that into your mind, subconscious mind, to just start to gain those different pathways of having a different viewpoint. And then you'll continue to ask questions and continue to check in to make sure you're not going back to that limited and defensive viewpoint. Uh, So those are uh, ways that you can challenge yourself. Here's another question. Can you talk more on recall is not reality? Um, yeah, absolutely. So recall is memory. So when we recall, uh, it's based on pathways that we created. An example would be when you hear a song (laughs) and a song that pops up, for example, I love that song when I was a kid, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Don't worry, be happy. Do, 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 <laughs> Don't worry, be happy. And every time I hear that song, I feel good inside. I just want to dance. And it creates good memories for me. 
And the feeling, the song, all of that is taken in. Um, and the recall of that memory even creates the emotions aligned with hearing that song. It's the same reason why you recall a sad song and you think of breakups, for example, or even smell certain perfumes or colognes and remember certain people that made you feel a certain way or events that made you feel certain ways. So emotions are very much tied to recall, to recalling things. So if we recall the way that we felt at an event, for example, would determine what we recall at that event. It will only determine what you perceive. We we do not perceive full reality unless we are in, I like to call it the observer state, the very present state um, of being aware of how we feel because the feeling can construe how we perceive something, which will determine how we recall something because the recall is based on those three components, which is really what you're seeing, what you're experiencing, how you felt, and then we confabulate. We kind of fill in some pieces, confabulation, which is basically making some stuff up because nothing else kind of is consciously there to fill in the gaps. So we make things up. And so, for example, I'll see multiple clients from a family. We'll see one person in the family and then they refer their other family members. So I'll, I'll see large, a bunch of people in the one family. And it's interesting how I will even get the same type of story, but it will be changed because of their perception alone, which is based on how they perceived it because of their emotions at the time that they perceived it or had that event. So memory is not based on true reality because of being human. (laughs) So I hope that makes sense. And here's a comment from someone. It's good to be aware that everyone sees things through their own perspective. Yeah, and not trying to be difficult or challenging our perspective. Yeah, um, it's it's a beautiful dynamic when other people are just as aware as you're becoming, um, especially in your development, you know. So, you know, you'll begin to just recognize those that are worth challenging and those that are not worth challenging because some people you can't control them and who they will become you just got to let them be it's very relieving you don't need to take on the need to change someone because we can't we can't change anybody the only thing we can change is our perspective right and it makes us better in the long run to do so thanks for listening and i hope you gained some newfound insights or realizations if you would like future alerts on new episodes be sure to subscribe You could also leave us feedback by commenting or simply show us support for this channel by rating us. That is how content gets seen on these platforms, by your feedback. So if you choose to do so or have done so already, we are very grateful and thank you. Until next time, have a great day.